Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. You can join us here uh, in person on the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line. The Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line, 608-785-7914. Call in or text in. Either way, you get in and be a part of the show right here on Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914, especially tonight. You want to do that, especially tonight. Why? Well, I'll tell you, because we have none other than the lacrosse mayor, Tim Cabot, in the studio with us. It's once a month with the mayor. The mayor stops by. We ask him questions, and you can, too, on the Better Hearing Center Talk text line. Once again, 608-785-7914, also on Facebook and Twitter. And you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WICM.com. Welcome. Thank you. Appreciate you being here. Glad to be here. Um, first question. I am just I because I I thought about that when where were we at? Can't remember where we were. we were at something and you were in your normal attire, which is suit and tie. Right. Or like today, the those watching on Facebook Live will notice that you're in shirt sleeves and tie. Right. Your shirt sleeves rolled up like you're hard at work. Trying or to do something. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to be hard at work or something. Do you have you ever considered doing the mayor polo shirt thing? No. No. Okay. Mayor sweatshirt thing. Anything like that. Just like l- super low-key mayor, I'm not showing up in no. a suit today kind of thing. No. Not even once. <laughs> the Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah, no. You'd be the Bill Belichick of mayors no, instead of the no. Tom Landry of mayors. You no, know, I think I think the position requires a certain level of uh, respect and a polo shirt just is not cutting it. Okay. How about like the super hipster t-shirt under a blazer with like skinny jeans? No. Not doing that either. Yeah, okay. no. <laughs> I, I don't want to sound, you know, skinny jeans and me, just that's not a not good really combination. Not really going to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely boot cut. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, all right. Well, I just, I, it, it, it just, it occurred to me, I, this is not the first time I've thought of this, but it, you're always, you've always got um, a Windsor. You're, you're tied, tied, yep. tied in Windsor, right? Correct. And you're always, you always got... The shirts and the tie and the blazer and all that. Kind of I stuff. mean, on occasion, I'll lose the tie and just have the coat and the shirt, and that's no. that's pretty casual, I think. But. Yeah. Would you go with a bolo at that point? Uh, yeah, no, not really. Yeah, probably not. There was a time when, um, and your your the, the police department in Lacrosse has gone through um, a uniform adjustment mm-hmm. over the years. Over mm-hmm. the since with the transition uh, several years ago with. Well, I don't remember. Four years ago now, I think it was with between Ed Kondracki and Ron Tischer, there was a an adjustment between uh, now everywhere everybody wears blues, right? Even the, the chief wears blues Correct. to work. So yes. it's a very um, it's they sort of they sort of dress down a little bit, and you kind of you kind of spruce the office up a little bit. Well, and I think for the chief uh, and others, I mean, I think that's you know he's sending an important message, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people appreciate that. There's actually other departments doing that. Um, going because of, I think it's been not typical necessarily, but there's a lot of part departments that have had the white shirts for staff, administrative staff, or officers, or um, you know, uh, I don't know what they call, what do they call them, uh, command, mm-hmm. and then blue shirts for uh, for people on the street. Right. And um, <clears throat> so things have changed a little. Yeah, bit. they have. Okay. Do you like that philosophy? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, I think it's I think it sets a, a good. Um, you know, tone that the, especially with a department like as large as the police department, that you're really all in it together and, you know, all part of the same team. I think that really makes a difference. 
Some people in City Hall kind of they, every day is Jeans Day, sort of. Do you yeah. feel like Do you feel like you're the best dressed guy in City Hall? Uh, boy, you're 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 kind of quizzing me now. I, yeah. Actually, I think probably Jason Gilman is probably the best dressed guy in City Hall. I yeah. think. Yeah, he puts it together pretty good. He does. Yeah. All right. Let's check. 608-785-7914. If you have questions about what the mayor wears, or any other, <laughs> oh, or any other thing. Any uh, anything else? Uh, it's once a month with the mayor. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Off the air, we were talking about the NBA and the potential uh, landing spots for LeBron James. And uh, right before we got on there, we're our uh, Milwaukee. Conver- Let's just put yeah, it our out conversation there. ended yep. at Milwaukee. Yep. We're, we're definitely thinking LeBron James going to Milwaukee. I think we should just start that as like a we've heard that kind of talk, right? So maybe it'll get, gain some momentum. And we'll call uh, we'll call the owners for comment. Yeah. And see what happens. If uh, the herd had come to lacrosse, like it should have. Um, <clears throat> I agree, it should have. We, we could have maybe had a, a bit more to say. But <laughs> Is there, uh, do you, um, do you think that that could have, it, when looking back on that, do you think that that could have been worked out in some kind of way? Uh, I don't, I mean, we, we did put together, I think, a really competitive package, uh, and, and obviously with the center and having that, the, the basco- basketball history there, I mean, I think we had a really compelling case, but mm-hmm. obviously they chose to go in a different direction, so. Where are they now? Oshkosh. Oshkosh, that's right, okay, Oshkosh. Yeah, like it's the basketball mecca over there. Um, they wanted too much, right? Well, I think part of it was the, yeah, there was the the, the idea of having, um, I mean, I think, honestly, the biggest issue was just the distance from Milwaukee, because what one of the things that they told us was they wanted the the herd and the bucks to be able to do some things together, whether it's practice or, you know, just other other types of, of work. So that's a little bit more difficult to do when you're, you know, four hours away or three and a half hours away. Uh, via via the interstate, so I think sure. that was a big factor. The fact that we were just you know far away from right. uh, from Milwaukee. Hmm. Well, just getting back to the LeBron conversation, had that actually all worked out, they were doing stuff together. That means LeBron would have been hanging out in lacrosse. Sure, yeah, I mean he can come anytime. Okay. You know that that we'd we'd welcome him. Sure, you bet. So they would have been playing in the lacrosse center. Speaking of the lacrosse center, <laughs> <laughs> that was my slow and easy way of yeah, getting into that. Good. Um. It was just last week that uh, we started to see some real numbers about what may happen with financing for the lacrosse center, depending on choices made by you and the city council, essentially. Right, right, right. Uh, There's still choices to be made in terms of how that's financed, but the, the council this week, very likely, to approve borrowing $43 million for that project. A couple of options were shared. The one where the city decreases borrowing for current projects, for things like streets and roads, and other option is, well, let's not do that and just raise the tax levy. What is? What do you think would be more appropriate for the city? I, I'm not in favor of either one of those options. I, I do feel strongly. Why did I know you were going to say that? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we, yeah. we this is a very exciting time for lacrosse and for downtown. And, and the lacrosse center project has been in the works for several years now. And, and it is... Uh, it is one of those types of, of catalyst, catalytic projects that we're hoping propels downtown to even greater heights and being able to attract the conventions and conferences. Um, and, and so from that standpoint, you know, we're, we're making great progress. I'm honestly troubled, however, by the, you know, really the two pieces that committees have acted on the last couple of weeks. I mean, one is the encroachment into Riverside Park. 
I, I, I feel I've got some real concerns about that. You know, some of the earlier studies that uh, were done a couple years ago showed expansions on that side of the building toward the park, but mm-hmm. not actually going into the park. And that's something I, I'm, I'm just leaning more toward is this idea of not actually going into Riverside Park. And then the financing piece is, you know, that's absolutely a critical uh, de- decision. And right now, I don't think our options are all that great. I, I do, you know, there's there's broad consensus when the $42 million, everybody kind of came together with that a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and that's how we've been operating. My concern is the $49 million doesn't include the money that we're going to need to uh, you know, to to go into Riverside Park. So the utility work, the floodplain work, the uh, the the concept that was shared with the playground and and plantings and sidewalks and those other additions, that's not included in the forty nine million dollars either. So now you're probably looking at fifty one million dollars. And at some point, at what point are we going to put a limit on this? And I, you know, I've said all along from the very beginning, I do not want a project that's going to raise property taxes for all of our citizens. I think there's got to be ways that we can come up with uh, financial alternatives that, you know, that allow us to move forward without raising taxes. And and that was really the limit of that $35 million borrowing or the, the, the total project of $42 million. So the fact that we're now, you know, looking to go to 49 or or upwards of $51 million has me concerned, to say the least. We'll hear more about those concerns when we come back. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk at text line 785-7914. Also on Facebook or Twitter, you could send me an email, mitch at 1410wyzm.com. Right back with Mayor Tim Cabot on Lacrosse Talk PM right after this. The Turbo Fine Arts Center season tickets are on sale. Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZ. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. Again, also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, mitch at 1410wyzm.com. But, again, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 608-785-7914. In the studio with Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot, once a month with the mayor, we get together, we talk, and you can talk with him at 608-785-7914. When we left the conversation just a minute ago, uh, Mayor Tim Cabot was saying that he's not particularly pleased with uh, the current status of the financial discussions in relation to the lacrosse center expansion um is there a point and i'm not i'm not entirely sure if i if i have the correct answer to this but is there a point at which the city can borrow and they're uh, enough for this project and it won't impact the property tax levy nor will you have to borrow less for things like streets that's really the limit of, of where we were at back in uh, 2016 when the total project was $42 million and, okay. and we had $35 million of borrowing. I mean, there's a, there's a few years, even with the $35 million borrowing package, where we're going to need to make some adjustments on our levy and look at, you know, uh, uh, perhaps making some changes. But that is really the limit, and it gives us the the time and, and kind of the flexibility to do that borrowing you know 43 million 42 43 million or or more uh, that's you know well beyond our limit uh, as far as the impacts either to raising taxes or corresponding cuts to our current capital budget and, and nobody wants to do that or at least i i'm not in favor of that because we're you know we're we're working right now you know overturn overturning every rock to find um 
resources to, to get caught up on our streets program. And we've got you know, some significant needs with the fire stations that we need to uh, redo. And so there, there's no end in sight. And it's, again, I just, I go back to, this is a great project for the lacrosse center. We, we have to do it, but we have to have some limits. And I think I'm still, uh, I'm still very supportive of the $42 million, but not, you know, not more than that. Have you made your views on this, uh, have you, have you made the city council aware of your views on that? I, I have talked to leadership. I have talked to lacrosse center board. I, okay. I have expressed my reservations about the you know the financing, uh, especially. And I mean, I think the, I, that's not to say that this still cannot happen. But I think we have to really push hard on other alternative funding. So the the naming rights idea, um, whether or not we'd be able to do uh, you know other funding from other partners. I mean, I, that I think those discussions, that effort has to really gear up now, and, mm-hmm. and not necessarily wait for a year or two from now. And so that that's where I think you know, there's we. we uh, I mean, I think they talked about that at the finance committee. This is probably the largest project that the city has ever borrowed for. Um, we need to make sure that we're doing everything we can in our power to do it right and to uh, lessen any impact from from a financial standpoint. Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot, we're talking with him uh, this hour and currently about Lacrosse Center expansion and how to pay for it. Mayor, could the city lean more heavily on room taxes, more so than already is planned for, in order to finance this project? Well, there. I mean, those are there. There's some options there, uh, you know, because currently there's about two and a half million dollars in total that are generated by room taxes. Uh, uh, you know, a portion of that, 35 percent of that, goes to the Convention and Visitors Bureau for them to do marketing and, and do their work, which is very important in, you know, in bringing and getting people to the area. Um, we have looked at, you know, is there a way that we could potentially uh, capture more of the room tax dollars? Especially if, if the financial projections for the expansion show, I think they were estimating maybe an additional three to four hundred thousand dollars of more room tax right. that's going to be generated as a result of of the expansion. Um, you know, right now the idea would be that would be split up kind of in the thirty five thirty five thirty arrangement between the CVB, the Lacrosse Center, and the city. But maybe there's some opportunity there where the city, for a period of time, could keep all of that increase. I, I don't know. I've not had those conversations yet with the CVB or the business community. But, you know, again, when you're talking, I mean, every bit helps. So uh, it's still not, I mean, we still have a large uh, financial challenge to solve here. What do you think about those economic projections related to the additional people coming into town, 18 to 22,000 visitors annually, uh, $12.1 million annual economic impact? What do you think about those projections? Well, I think there, I I mean, I, I have no reason to not trust them or or to you know not think that they can can come together our, our own staff so i mean the lacrosse center staff did actually go through those numbers and and tweak them a bit based on what they feel is possible and mm-hmm. i and i would note that you know the there's a range but on the low end of the range even with this b1 expansion it's still showing an operating deficit of about 40 some thousand dollars every year if if you know if that's the most kind of conservative so I go back to, you know, right now as we sit here today, we have eight to sixteen million dollars in deferred maintenance and repairs on the building, and if if we're not generating significant 
operating surplus or, or beyond, you know, just paying the bills with this expansion, how are we going to make sure that, you know, 20 or 30 years from now, folks aren't facing the same kind of dilemma? So, uh, you know, so I, I, I have no reason to doubt those projections. I think, you know, again, our staff went through them and, and you know, just made sure that they were, you know, as conservative on the revenue side and, and overly um, so on the expense side to make sure that we're, we're doing it right. But, uh, you know, I, I still think we've got a ways to go to solve this whole puzzle. If those economic projections are accurate, if they are somewhat accurate, not leave aside the operating deficit for just a minute here. But if you if you're bringing if you're creating economic activity to the extent where it's twelve million dollars a year, perhaps maybe sure with with the with the um, with the B one uh, um, example, is that could you not make that argument to the people in the city of La Crosse that that is in some way beneficial to them from an indirect kind of way. Like at some point, increasing commerce somehow benefits everybody in the city. Can you make that argument? It does. I I think you can make that argument, and I think that's very effective uh, when you talk about our our community, our quality of life, uh, how, how, how we all enjoy living here and, and just the assets and the, and the great things that we have. At the end of the day, though, as a part of our city operations, the, you know, the mayor and the council have to figure out how to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. And the, I mean, sales tax is great. City doesn't keep any sales tax. I mean, those other income and, and taxes that are generated by more jobs and, and economic activity are all wonderful, but those go to the state and to the federal government. Sure. So when it comes right down to it, our only tool is the property tax and then a little bit of room tax. And so um, that that's what makes it challenging. Mayor, just, and before we go to news, I, uh, because you brought up the deferred maintenance, you said eight to eight to $16 million. Um, why is it? Why has that been allowed to happen? That's a great question, and I think we all are. You know, we are all responsible for that, and it gets back to some of the discussions we've had, like recently with the senior centers or others. It's we have to. We've got to change our culture somewhat in in city government so that we are um, p- paying more attention to these the regular maintenance and repairs that need to happen and not necessarily waiting until there's a, a real you know significant need or or an emergency i mean a lot of that is because of the levy limits that we have so it's not as if we can just set aside a, a, a nest egg for all of these facilities and and then tap into it but when you do have a facility like the lacrosse center where you have an opportunity to generate some room tax and maybe set some of that aside and, and they have been doing that i mean to their credit they've been trying to anticipate that but as we all know if you're only able to put a few thousand or 10 or you know fifty thousand dollars aside mm-hmm. um you know to to do a significant roof for a, a hvac project or something like that takes way more than that so that that's part of uh, you know i think it's uh, i'm i'm happy to see us having these conversations with this expansion because i think that's only going to benefit us going forward that we need to start doing a better job of anticipating those those costs Across Mayor Tim Cabot, if you have questions for him, give us a call or send a text on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 608-785-7914, 785-7914. We'll see what's happening in the newsroom, and we'll be back with Mayor Tim Cabot in the studio right after this. Your dog. And you in 1973, 45 years ago, yesterday in La Crosse. I'm Brad Williams. 
The Crosstalk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. Once a month with the Mayor Lacrosse, Mayor Tim Cabot in the studio with us. Uh, he's taking your questions and mine, 608-785-7914. We'll go to Mike first. Mike, you're on with Lacrosse, Mayor Tim Cabot. Go ahead. Hey, Mitch. Uh, thanks to Wisdom for having the Mayor on today. I think it's a great opportunity for the uh, community here. Uh, mayor Cabot, um, I was very excited recently to learn about the meeting of the fire departments or the fire chiefs uh, from the various area communities. For quite a number of years now, I've been uh, frustrated, I guess I'll say, at the lack of um, discussions or interest in joint services between fire, police, and rescue, and and other potential opportunities. So I was really encouraged by... uh, by our chief uh, hosting or suggesting that meeting. My question is, what uh, or, uh, what organization has authority to to ultimately uh, authorize or quote unquote do something? Is it the fire department themselves for lacrosse? Would it be the city council? I'm, I'm curious as to who who holds that decision making authority. That's a great question, Mike. I appreciate that uh, call, Mayor. What, yeah. what do we got? Well, and, and I'm I'm encouraged as you are, Mike. And I, Mike, and I think the um, uh, the fire chief, our fire chief, deserves a lot of credit for you know as being the the new guy, right? He he's come in and and tried to assess what's going on and has identified some areas that just uh, when you look at it and take a step back from a common sense standpoint, it they, it makes no sense. So the fact that he's raised these issues, I think, has been very important. And there was a really good discussion last week with all of the or most of the communities in the county and the you know elected officials, the fire chiefs, and and I think we you know I'm I'm hopeful. I remain hopeful that we'll we'll see some steps. The to answer your question though, it kind of depends on really I guess what the ultimate goal is or or just what we want to see because there was some discussion last week about some of the. Uh, nuances of mutual aid and how communities, you know, set that up and and who gets the call depending on what the issue is and and the community. I mean, there was good conversation about that. There was a good conversation about the mutual alarm box system and, you know, kind of a pledge by people there to re-look at that and to actually make some changes and some improvements so that, you know, hopefully we avoid the situation where you've got a community, uh, you know, immediately adjacent to lacrosse calling places far away for assistance. So, so I think that's a really good first step. I, I do happen to think, and I would agree that uh, having a regional or or some sort of a joint service makes sense to me, and that really comes down to, uh, you know, you're, you'll have to work out a, a mutual agreement between the communities. So between the the, the city and village and town board city councils village boards and town boards to to do that so I mean that that will require a lot of work and a lot of give and take but I you know again I think if uh, you know what I would encourage for people like yourself is to keep you know pay attention to what's happening and and contact your elected officials because that's really where the difference will be is is a kind of a grassroots effort to do that. So is there anything in place in state law now that prohibits uh, these joint service arrangements? So let's go to a far extreme. So one thing to to relook at the Mavis cards and to reevaluate all that stuff, that's one thing. Right. But what if you wanted to um, uh, what if you wanted to bridge 
Pullman and Onalaska and La Crosse and make them uh, one giant uh, fire Department. district with um, the little smaller um, um, communities around it being uh, you know parts of that and some kind of thing like that. Is there anything in state law that restricts Onalaska and La Crosse, two cities, from joining? Their fire department. No, there's not. Okay. There, there. You know, there's the, the details, of course, of working through the levy impacts and, and some of those as far as, you know, where such a regional service would be, you know, housed or or you know, the kind of the responsible governing entity. Yeah. But no, there isn't anything that prevents it. And in fact, I think there's even some allowances that the state provides if you're trying to merge or consolidate some of these things between communities they do relax some of those uh those levy constraints for a short period of time mm-hmm. with the expectation obviously that you kind of make the transition so again I, I think it goes back to um the very healthy discussion i think the you know again the lacrosse is not uh you know, we don't have all the answers either because every community is unique and there's there's challenges. But I think the chief has has rightly pointed out where you've got you know circumstances that just make absolute no sense. And you know, even with the uh, the fire that happened at the landfill, right? So Lacrosse County landfill, which is on the far northern edge of the city of Lacrosse. Um, there was a call out for assistance from uh, from Campbell, I believe, and and Shelby because of some of the water challenges with not having real dense fire hydrants. So, you know that that's how I believe those those mutual aids are supposed to work. Mm-hmm. And and there's you know and I think the other part of last week's meeting was good is to dispel some of the um, maybe the, just the perceptions or misinformation. I mean, there's you know the rumors going around that the city charges for yeah. for mutual aid and those kinds of things, and we do not. I mean, we've never charged another community, at least my understanding, for for that. So uh, those are those are the only way that you're going to get through and solve those types of things is by talking to each other. Across Mayor Tim Cabot, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Um, there are also these persistent beliefs that the city of La Crosse is simply doing this in some way to benefit financially. What is, and I don't, you know, and maybe not by charging for fire service, but in some other way, expanding its fire department, or I, I don't even know what, what, but, the, but you've heard some of these. So sure. what, what typically if someone stops you in the grocery store, what do you tell them? Well, the, I mean, it's a complicated uh, situation, uh, to say the least, and and some of that is why we haven't necessarily, you know, come together on a solution, because because there aren't just an easy uh, way out here. But I, I think that's part of the like we've experienced with the town of Shelby on the cooperative boundary agreement is probably the most recent example, or or even the 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 merging of the tourism bureaus. There was give and take uh, on kind of everybody's part, and that's what I would expect with something like a a fire or police or the municipal court had been talked about. I mean, there's going to be give and take. So the, the, you know, the notion that in my mind, it's pretty simplistic. If you are, you know, if you've got kind of your costs and you're spreading those costs over a larger tax base or a larger population, theoretically, those costs should go down or, or, you know, be more evenly spread or maybe more fairly spread out. So that that's where I think, um, you know, from lacrosse's standpoint, perhaps we see, uh, you know, we see a benefit because the, you know, one of the challenges that we have is, yes, we're a city of 52,000 and people have pointed out that, you know, perhaps some of our services are, 
uh, at, a, at a higher level than a population of 52,000. But during the day, for most, you know, 300 and some days of the year, our population right now in this downtown is probably about, you know, or, or in our city is probably about 70,000 people, uh-huh. right? Because we have so many people coming here. I think we're either a second or third in the whole state of Wisconsin, the highest as far as the percentage of what our population changes on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. just because of the amount of of people who travel here for work and appointments and whatever else. So so I, we do have to, in, in some ways, beef up some of those services because we're providing service to a larger population than just what's in the city of La Crosse. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's, all things being equal, obviously, the efficiencies of scale make a lot of sense when you talk about spreading the services over um, the larger population. I'm wondering, though, because there are some dense pockets of La Crosse where uh, there is a I would say overuse of services, but there is a extremely high use of emergency services like fire and police. And those don't necessarily exist in the village of Holman. Sure. Say. So does that have to be part of the conversation as well? Yeah. Oh, that's by the way, we also have these two distinct areas in the city where there is a incredibly high use right. of emergency services. That has to be part of the conversation. Yeah, I think all of that has to be part of the conversation. Again, you know, there, it's it's hard to know what the answer is, but the only way that we'll figure that out is by having by raising the questions and having those conversations and and trying to blend something that makes sense for everybody. I mean, it's happened in other other locations, other other communities, especially on the eastern part of the state, have figured out you know how to do more contracted services and and those types of things. And I think we can do that here. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. Uh, Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot in the studio with us once a month with the mayor. We've got Janice on. Janice, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on with the mayor. Yeah, hi. Thank you, and thank you, Tim. And a great job as you as you do. I know it's wonderful. I just thank putting you. my two cents back in again about paving the downtown city streets. Any the city streets of Lacrosse. I just want to see us build up our own base of our own downtown city yes. because it's all there. We just need to maintain what's already there. That's beautiful. And then number two, of course, I'm, you know, I'm not for the uh, $4 million or whatever going to that municipal pool, because I would rather see the priority of the streets and roads rather than 52 days out of the year for, you know, a pool in an area that, to me, the University of Wisconsin would want that lacrosse. It doesn't make any sense to me. So, anyway, I guess that's all I wanted to share with you thank you well, well thank I, you. go ahead yes mayor go ahead well i was just going to say I, I think we i would agree on the on the making the the street repairs and getting caught up a high priority and we've really tried to ramp that up the last several years uh i, I would agree especially on some of the streets like third and fourth street and lacrosse street i mean they are in really bad shape and we need to come up with some some fixes kind of you know ultimately the state is going to come through someday and and do the rebuilds but we can't wait that long so we've got to do some things in the interim and that's what we're working through right now with staff is to see if there's again maybe some some spot patches and some other things that can be done to tide us over for the next few years so i i think the you know i would just i would say that's probably the the most common uh, comment that I hear is the streets and getting those things addressed. And I think the city is really, uh, over the last couple of years here, really working on that. Um, and then as far as the pool goes, I mean, that's all going to get sorted out as a part of the capital budget process. And 
Um, we do have uh, uh, usually, like every year, a longer list of, of requests than we have monies available. And so how that all gets sorted out, you know, that's part of that process. Across Mayor Tim Cabot, 608-785-7914. We'll go to Travis next. Travis, uh, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Mr. Mayor, um, as a taxpayer for the city of La Crosse, I understand that we maybe have a responsibility to assist our neighbors. The concern I have is if you look back over the last four or five years, the city of La Crosse has one of the highest per capita costs for fire service. Last year, there was an $11 million budget to cover 52,500 people, which comes out to almost $200 a person in the city of La Crosse. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at other municipalities, whether they're paid on call or volunteers or combination departments, it's not anywhere close to that. And it seems to me like two years ago, three years ago, we had this discussion where all these townships were utilizing city services and not paying their fair share. And now, three years later, with a new fire chief, we're going to give all this stuff away? I have a huge problem with that as a city taxpayer, that you're going to give away the most expensive fire service on this side of the state. And I don't think that's right to our city taxpayers, and I don't think it's right that you as a mayor do that on the backs of the taxpayers. You're supposed to be fiscally responsible for our money, not giving those services away for nothing. Is that the intention, Mayor? Well, and I would agree with a lot of what Travis is suggesting. So a couple of pieces there. The the whole notion of the the regional services, and I touched on earlier uh, from a per capita or, or those kinds of measures, we are higher than than similar types of departments. I think a part of that is because of the fact that we're the regional center and when folks are here every day working and, and going to appointments, you know, our population swells. And so we have to have perhaps a, a bit larger department than other places. I think that's part of, part of that discussion. I also agree that we provide regional services that are utilized by the by folks that live outside of lacrosse that don't necessarily contribute to the cost of those and that's an ongoing conversation and a very high priority of mine to try to kind of reorient some of the costs and services there so that's that's not something that I've given up on it's we're going to continue to have those um, those conversations and, and like again the the boundary agreement and talking with Shelby, one of the key components of that is is Shelby paying forty dollars per household to the city in acknowledgement of the utilization of city services. So, so wait, those, you're not giving you're not giving correct, it away. Okay. That's correct. Right. And then and then when it comes to the larger fire um, piece, I mean again, there's a lot of pieces there to to figure out the cost and who pays, who benefits from that service. And again, I agree, we're not going to just give that away and, and have city taxpayers uh, subsidize that. Uh, we've got to work through that, though. I, th- I think there's you know, differences between providing mutual aid when there's an emergency and your neighbor needs help versus a larger regional department where you can then spread those costs out over a larger population or a larger tax base. All right, now we're going to have a throwdown here because uh, we got uh, Tim Ayler who's calling in. Gonna Tim Ayler is the Shelby Town Supervisor. Hi, Tim. He's going to go get on with the mayor. Now we're going to – I'm just going to back <laughs> off. You guys go at it. Let's see what happens, all right? Let's see what – see what. oh, wait, wait, let me 
Cool here. There I'm he is. calling actually to kind of defend the mayor a little bit. Oh, you are. Uh, He's Tim. For change. Hey, come on. This forty years is, is long enough. We've we worked very hard on our border agreement to make things better for this community for both sides. And you know, the city's been for us when been with us when there's major fires. We've been with them with major incidents, the tornado. It makes a lot of sense to work together when we when it's best. Their response time is a lot faster than ours because our department is volunteers. And they're, we're not saying we're trying to take over anyone's fire department. I don't think that's what they're saying. They're saying they want to help. We understand it. And it works two ways. And there's a lot of things that benefit both sides. And like the mayor was just talking about, our border agreement does have some things in there where we're paying for household because of the services that we use back and forth. And I, I can't say anything really bad. We've worked very hard to put this together so both sides benefit from this, and both uh, both towns actually grow. The city grows, and Shelby grows. So. Yeah. Thank you, Tim. I, and I would agree. I think that's part of these conversations, the give and take and the back and forth. And, and uh, you know, again, I give a lot of credit to the, to the leadership in Shelby, including yourself, for uh, approaching this with, I mean, I think both of our interests, both communities' interest, is to have a more robust uh, you know, growing part of La Crosse County here in the southern part of, of La Crosse County. And so we looked, we, we really sat down to say, how do we make that happen? And, and how do we help promote development, do it in a way that makes sense? And again, um, you know, do the kind of the give and take. So well, I'm super disappointed. I really thought there was going to be some kind of like um, <laughs> ultimate throwdown there. I thought, Tim, we're going to no. show up with a flamethrower and just torch the mayor. And here you are being all Nice and Mitch, as, as you've talked to me before on this, and, and honestly, I think I've I've come before and said that yep. this is this is something that needs to be done. It doesn't make any sense just to to basically go to fisticuffs over or something that we can resolve very easily. And we both have the ultimate goal: it's about the people mm-hmm. and right. making this community a better place to live. And honestly, you know, I'll give an example: I've hosted logger kids for several years. They come here, they don't want to leave. The only thing that they don't want to do is spend 20 below zero weather when they're coming from South Carolina or California. (laughs) But they love this area. They can't believe what we have here. Yeah. Would you guys, let me interrupt you. We're running a little bit short on time, but I want to ask both of you, while I have you you on the phone, Tim, and and Mayor, you in the studio, this concept of, you know, obviously the fire discussion has has sort of sparked this regional, the latest regional cooperation discussions. Would you, are you both on board with the, you know, a, a fire station in something, maybe a relocation or something where it's mutually beneficial for, for both the town and the city? Well, I'll go first. I would say yes. Okay. I think if we're looking at, uh, and that's one of the things that we've had just some very general discussions about with the boundary agreement and with Shelby is, you know, let's build joint stations or let's look at ways that we can partner so that we can enhance the service for both communities rather than um, you know trying to trying to do things in a duplicative type of way I would have to agree with the mayor okay. and it's it's definitely something that I know when I say this you're gonna I'm gonna get phone calls tonight I'm sure he will too um, but when we're talking about it we're looking at how we can save on costs we're not saying that the city of lacrosse is taking over Shelby's you know, long tradition fire department. We're finding ways to save lives and keep people's property safe and better this community. So if there is a time or there's a place where we can join together in this, I, I would we wouldn't be opposed to it if it fits. Right. Fair enough. Tim Ayler, tell, Shelby Town uh, Supervisor. Tim, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. No problem. Uh, uh, you never know who's going to call in and defend you. My goodness sakes. Can you believe that? 
the mayor of lacrosse well the, somebody making friends in shelby <laughs> when when's the last time that happened well and i and i think it's it's honestly really more of a testament to the leadership in the places like town of shelby and and others where uh, we just we all kind of want the same thing and i think that's when you have that common vision then a lot of good things happen let me Heidi's been waiting quickly. I want to. Um, we have just a, a couple of minutes, Heidi. Uh, you wanted to mention something about Lacrosse Street. Yeah, very quickly. It's been a dilemma for I don't know how long, but it has been falling apart for a decade, and no maintenance or no no plan or of change. It's a major artery for the university, and I don't understand why it's in the shape it's in. Because it didn't happen overnight, it's been happening over a long period of time. Right, absolutely, Heidi. Let's neglected. get a, let's get something from the mayor on and, this because I got to let you go, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much, Mayor. Were you going to make an announcement about an agreement with you and the DOT in relation to you are? Yeah, we're close. We're working on a plan to see if we can get their resurfacing project moved up in the calendar. So we're we're close. I don't have anything more than that right now. But the reason why it's in the shape it's in is the last overlay was done in 1980 something, <laughs> and there. They're not supposed to last. You know, that's yeah. way beyond the what they're supposed to last. All right. When can we expect to hear something that where you've got some agreement in place with DOT? I think it'll be street? soon. It'll be hopefully part of this capital budget cycle. So within the next, realistically, the next month or two. Across Mayor Tim Cabot, thanks for coming in. Really you appreciate bet. it. Thank we'll, you. We'll be back next month. I'll be back next hour. More to come. Stick around. Talks, Lacrosse Talk PM with Mitch Reynolds. Back in minutes on WYZM. News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Piano practice is kind of fun sometimes, but it can be hard work. Hey, it's my turn. I need to practice too. Hey, I'm Kenzie. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM, I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. In this particular hour, brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery in Lacrosse. Pearl Street Brewery, providing you and me and everyone we know extraordinarily delicious beer. Find all the flavors, find out what they're up to, and everything else about Pearl Street Brewery in Lacrosse with their free app. Just download it on your phone. For, search for Pearl Street Brewery at your app store. Download it on your phone. Did I mention it's free? 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. But that old, that old Better Hearing Center talk and text line works pretty good. Call in or text in. Either way, you're in on the program. 608-785-7914. Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot uh, spent the hour in the studio with us last hour. Um... Uh, expressed a little hesitation, one might say, towards raising taxes on the people, the good, the good people in the city of La Crosse or the La Crosse Center. We'll go back through some of those uh, comments here very shortly. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We might, have, we might have a little bit of a throwdown here late this week over that La Crosse Center expansion. But he's, uh, he's watching a little project creep. Doesn't seem like he's too happy about it. Not, not terribly happy. Not terribly happy. Your thoughts on that? 608-785-7914. Anything that he say uh, give you any sense of relief? Like, hey, you know what? There's somebody on our side. 
He's not going to let those people raise our taxes for that lacrosse center. I mean, maybe. Um, and what about those... Uh, we also talked a little bit about the fire departments, combining fire departments. Lower Cross Mayor Tim Cabot, very much into regional cooperation. And... Um, Responded, I think, uh, pretty adequately to a caller who insisted that it was not appropriate nor sensible to be giving away Lacrosse's high-priced fire service for free. Talk about that too. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Possibilities of thunder thunderstorms tonight, and then tomorrow morning as well. Tomorrow afternoon and morning as well. And um, down uh, 65 for low tonight, 82 tomorrow. It's like into the 50s on Tuesday night. That's got a good sleeping weather right there. Pretty day today. Like a little breezy, overcast. Nice. I like it. 79 now. Lacrosse Talk, PM and Wisdom by Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around. Good evening for WisdomNews.com. I'm Drew Kelly. Available. Call or stop in to Optical Fashions off Highway 16. Just look for the three terracotta peaks. Mostly what we have are glasses that you like to wear and enjoy wearing. I'm Ms. Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. On the phone with Dallas Werner from First American Roofing and Siding. Uh, Dallas, lots of choices when you're re-roofing your home, including a steel roof. Who, who goes after a steel roof and why should they? Uh, typically, the customers we have, Mitch, that are looking for a steel roof are uh, homeowners that have put on multiple roofs in their lifetime, have been through hailstorms, or they're maybe building their dream home and they want something that's going to last a lifetime. Yeah, because they do. I mean, it's it's there for good. They do, and they they actually have literally a lifetime warranty. As long as you live, uh, there's a warranty on the on the metal roof, uh, including against. Uh, cracking and the paint peeling off because we've got a couple different styles mm. and a lot of people when they think of metal roofs they think of the standing seam or the barn style but we have a couple options that are pretty attractive they kind of look like shingles but they still have the properties of you know of a steel roof the durability of it I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask that because it, obviously there's you know people want to have options for their roof so what I'm hearing you saying is that they they will have those options if they call you Correct. Lots of different colors, different uh, styles and patterns, um, and there's even um, discounts through your insurance company to be had, too, if you go with the steel roof because they're uh, impact-resistant uh, against hail damage up to a certain size. Okay, great. Well, if people want to learn more about steel roofs, uh, Dallas, uh, where can they find you? Uh, they can check us out online, firstamericanroofing.com. Uh, there's some, some information about our steel roofs there, or they can give us a call. We're right up in Holman at 783-3101. Dallas Warner, First American Roofing and Siding. Thanks, Dallas. Yeah, thanks, Mitch. All right. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Right back. You're struggling with your mortgage. You think about it all the time. What are we going to do? I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 923 FM, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us on the Better Hearing Center Talk and Text Line, this hour brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery and Lacrosse. 608-785-7914. We talked to Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot 
just a little while ago and uh, got his views on the lacrosse center and the idea of, um, well, well, so far what has been brought up are a couple of options to pay for this uh, $49 million expansion. The plan that's getting a vote this week by the city council will put, uh, put the city on the hook for $43 million in borrowing. So the two options that were presented to the city council uh, finance committee last week are that, hey, let's borrow less for roads or let's let's have you pay more in property taxes. We talked to the mayor about that and he doesn't like either option. Let's try that again. And he doesn't like either option. The lacrosse center project has been in the works for several years now and, and it is. Uh, it is one of those types of, of catalyti- catalytic projects that we're hoping propels downtown to even greater heights and being able to attract the conventions and conferences. Um, and, and so from that standpoint, you know, we're, we're making great progress. I'm honestly troubled, however, by the, you know, really the two pieces that committees have acted on the last couple of weeks. I mean, one is the encroachment into Riverside Park. I, I, I feel I've got some real concerns about that. You know, some of the earlier studies that uh, were done a couple of years ago showed expansions on that side of the building toward the park, but mm-hmm. not actually going into the park. And that's something I, I'm, I'm just leaning more toward is this idea of not actually going into Riverside Park. And then the financing piece is, you know, that's absolutely a critical uh, de- decision. And right now, I don't think our options are all that great. I, I do, you know, there's there's broad consensus when the $42 million, everybody kind of came together with that a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and that's how we've been operating. My concern is the $49 million doesn't include the money that we're going to need to uh, you know, to, to go into Riverside Park. So the utility work, the floodplain work, the, uh, the, the concept that was shared with the playground and, and plantings and sidewalks and those other additions, that's not included in the $49 million either. So now you're probably looking at $51 million. Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot in the studio last hour. Not real excited with either the lacrosse center expansion going into the park or the money that uh, that the, the project has grown to include. Project creep. Two words. Two words. What are they? What are they, Rick? Two words. No new taxes? Close. Those are three <laughs> words. Dang it. My two words are actually one word. V-to. That's a veto on that one. So what were the two words? That's two oh. in my mind. There's a V and a I feel toe. like I was more correct than you. Really? Well, at least mine were actual words. Yours is a V and a toe. It's not... I feel like is a toe is a word. Well, it'd be two. T-O. Yeah. And then it would make sense. V, two. V, two. Yeah, V's not really a word. It's a concept. More of a concept than word. So we can't raise taxes to pay for it. Can't do the other thing that I don't really understand anyway. Um, pizza sales? Do the the city workers sell like Jack's pizzas at an inflated price? I, well, That's all right. The, so the probably probably not pizza is. sales. No, but eight dollar beer. That would be my guess. How much is a beer at the lacrosse center now? It's like three bucks, right? Four bucks, five bucks. I mean, it's not very expensive. Five bucks. 
I mean, if they're selling eight dollar beers at the, then they're not gonna. People aren't. People are just gonna bring their beer. The pool and darts people that's are never, gonna bring beer in they're their pockets. Drink, they're just gonna drink more beer. They're gonna drink. They're going to bring more money to drink beer. People don't stop drinking beer because they cost no, more. No, they're gonna sneak in beer. No one's gonna sneak in beer, Rick. Yeah, they're gonna put it in their pool cube, like boxes. Ooh, that's clever. That'd be clever. Yeah. Man, you got an awful, a lot of boxes, for, oh, all pu- all pool cues in here. Yeah, it's just, nothing to see. Pool cues. They're dripping wet. Why? <laughs> they're in my cups of beer. <laughs> then they'll buy one beer, and then they'll just feel, you know, they'll hunker down under the pool table, mm-hmm. keep the beers under the pool table. They're going to have to push more drinking at lacrosse center events. Well, and then the lacrosse center is going to have to hire more security to make sure nobody's bringing in rogue beers from outside, and then they're going to be well, paying how about, more jobs. How about they just keep the beer prices at the same level and just try to get people to drink more? How are we going to do that? You just you gotta you gotta put well. How I mean, what like when they have uh, better beer? Well, you just you shove it in their face. Or you have, or during like the during the next concert, there's somebody going up and down the stands. Get your beer! Hey, you can't hear them at the. You don't want those guys yelling at concerts, like. Well, I'm, that's Kenny one possibility. Is singing one a Christmas possibility. carol and yeah, you, you can hear. Get, get your beer! beer. Hey. Bud Light. That's going to be distracting too, because Kenny Rogers would. would probably be like, yep. I will have one over here, please. One right here. Yep. Yep. I think if you just, I think you could have um, probably more. Uh, what can you have there? More monster truck shows? I have no idea. So we heard the mayor say that he's not in favor of uh, the amount of money they want to spend, and he doesn't like the lacrosse that are going over the park. So I guess we go back to the drawing board then. Wow. All right, 608-785-7914. We got Mike on. Is that right? Let's go to Mike. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Hey, Mitch. Between the mayor and I, um, at least it makes two of us. Uh, I'm sure there's a few more out there, but I think this thing's getting a little out of control. I think anytime you're going to expand up, a public building like that, I, I'm all for investment, but there's got to be a return. Yeah. If the return is you guys pay more in taxes and the downtown businesses, hotels do better, I mean, yeah, that's jobs, but I don't know. I've lived here for 12 years, and I think I've been inside lacrosse center once or twice, maybe like for wow. fitness festival stuff. Yeah. But okay. Hmm. Realistic well, I, I like, guess, sorry. So, Mike, here's the question. So this is one of the things that, that's been puzzling me is why, if it, if it is, if it does have a positive impact on people like you or, or the rhetorical example I gave on Friday, Dorothy, um, if it does have a positive impact, then why aren't the people who are selling this making that case? Why aren't, why aren't they de- describing how it is going to positively impact you? And other property t- taxpayers who who don't really utilize the lacrosse center. How is it? And and I don't. That's what it, that's what I can't figure out. They talk about how it's we got to get more competitive. We got to have conventions here. We got to get more people here. It's going to be better for for business. But I don't. But they they're not making a convincing case for making my life better. And I'm the one paying for it. And I think that that's that's where it becomes a little bit. It's I think it's difficult for people to buy what they're selling when they're not making a good sale. 
Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it. yeah, that sums it up. And, it, you know, sure, it might be more jobs, but they're all minimum wage or slightly more service jobs. It's not like, you know, they're bringing in more, I don't know, high-end jobs that are going to build more houses and a bigger tax base. If you, if you can tell me, make this investment in the lacrosse center now, and we'll fix all the roads because of the extra revenue it'll draw off, then maybe you're talking. Yeah. Or pay now and we'll reduce your property tax later with all this money we're going to make. But yeah. I don't think you can make a case for either scenario. Not even close. They haven't yet. So maybe you can, but I haven't heard it. Um, yeah. And, and I, well, I think I think it's I think there's a fair amount of people. When you start talking about real numbers, I think a fair amount of people are going to be just like you, Mike, that are going to say, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like it's going to impact. It's not going to help me. So. Yeah, I would agree. Mike, I appreciate you keeping yeah. the, in all, all informed on this because I think it's something we really got to pay attention to because if stuff starts to pass like it has been, mm-hmm. you know, it could go in a bad way fast and we're stuck holding the bag. Yeah, for a long time. I would agree with that. Mike, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. 608-785-7914. Your thoughts on that? 785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, the same misgivings that... Uh, Mike just talked about is something that the Mayor Tim Cabot expressed when he was in the uh, um, studio last hour. And you're not hearing a lot of that from the La Crosse City Council. There, at this point, there's wide support. And, and maybe that won't be the case when the big vote comes on Thursday. But at this pace, at this, at this so far, there's been wide support for this project. There's been wide support for extending this 27,000 additional square feet into La Crosse's Riverside Park, taking up a half an acre of a city park, even by the park board, which is which was stunning to me, unanimously, absolutely shocking. Um, um, so anyway, so those two things, I guess. That, well, no, the, you know, the taxes, the, um, you know, once you see the numbers, once you realize that property taxpayers are looking at what they're looking at, so $200,000 home, you're looking at, uh, whatever, two grand over the next 20 years that you are going to be paying for the lacrosse center, you what are you going to get back from that? What's your return? What's your ROI on that? Two words. Veto. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine four. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Don't yell at the radio. Pick up the phone and join in on the conversation. 785-7914. Life should be enjoyed. Not one moment should be wasted worrying about your insurance coverage. Hi, I'm Sarah with Wisconsin Insurance Center, your local Pekin insurance agent that has you covered with auto, home, business, and life insurance. We also offer RV and motorcycle coverage. Let us put our Pekin beyond the expected service to work for you. For more information or to request a quote, contact us at Wisconsin Insurance Center online at wisconsininsurancecenter.net. 
Solutions for life's ifs and whens. For the weather, here's Stormy O'Day with eggshells. Well, sometimes it gets so hot you can fry an egg. But it's raining. Ooh, poached eggs. I miss breakfast. Sometimes it takes a while to get the things you need. But when it comes to your comfort, you can get it now and pay as you go. I'm Mark from Schneider Heating and Air Conditioning. Sweltering summers are no Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608 785 7914 We have a, a. I don't know if I should tease this or not. I don't know if I should spill the beans on this. I guess I already started. I can't really help it. So, Mayor Tim Cabot is going to. Scott Robert Shaw's comment last week, something about. What is he talking about? Oh yeah, City Hall. They got like they added a bunch of jobs. They're getting bigger, and there's more jobs and more departments and more parking and all that kind of thing. Well, apparently Mayor Tim Cabot took a little bit of an issue with Scott Robert Shaw, and he's going to set him straight. Set him straight with some facts this week. So we got a, a guest, as I see it, across Mayor Tim Cabot later this week. So get ready for that. He just throws down. He's going to throw down with Scott Robert Shaw. Which is kind of what I was hoping for earlier when Mayor Cabot was in and one of those Shelby Town supervisors called in. I thought there was going to be some yelling going on, but they apparently like each other, which is amazing. You never know who's going to show up to... Uh, could be the mayor. Could be Tim Ayler, the Shelby Town supervisor for the Wisdom News and Views Cruise. That's coming up on July 26th. Mike Hayes and others... Me, I'll be there. For oh, and others, uh, Scott Robert Shaw actually is going to be there too. A live broadcast on the Crosstalk, a live broadcast breakfast cruise aboard the Lacrosse Queen. Tickets are just twenty five bucks, so take a ride on the Queen, get some breakfast, and uh, be a part of the live broadcast. It's the Wisdom News and Views Cruise. It's coming up July 26th. If you're interested, get your tickets today at radiostuffstore.com. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Mayor Tim Cat was in the studio talking about how it is not to his liking. The financial plans. Uh, in relation to the lacrosse center, instant message listeners are uh, instant message listener. The on the better hearing center talk text line, this listener says, Can we find a different commentator on city projects other than Jessica Olson? If it isn't the Pishke issue with the building, the quick trip issue with the house, or the lacrosse center expansion, it's always Jessica Olson. Is she running for mayor? Uh, Jessica Olson is on the Heritage Preservation Commission, which is the one that dealt with the Pishke issue. She is also the only council member on the Lacrosse Center board, and she was the only one that uh, was pissed off at Quick Trip that they were being all bossy with the city. So those three things. The reason why Jessica Olson uh, was. A voice on those issues is because she is a key member of, again, 
on the Preser- Heritage Preservation Commission, on the Lacrosse Center Board, and was the one willing to th- to uh, throw some barbs at uh, Quick Trip. Listener says apparently the Lacrosse Center cannot support itself. Tear it down, build a parking lot. It will generate more cash. True. That is absolutely truth. It would. It would absolutely draw. It, it, it would draw more cash. I don't know if the long-term effects, probably not great, uh, just in terms of traffic, commerce, all that kind of stuff. But immediately, yeah, absolutely would. It runs at a loss every year. It it runs at a loss every year. Now, that doesn't mean that it doesn't generate commerce for other businesses, because it certainly does. I mean, just ask, like, bars and restaurants downtown, hotels, all that kind of thing. Obviously, those things wouldn't exist. And those things are businesses that are in buildings that are paying property taxes to City of La Crosse to provide services that we all use if you live in the City of La Crosse. And if you don't live in the City of La Crosse, but come to the City of La Crosse, you are also using those services. So, yes, that is absolutely the truth, that a parking lot would generate more cash. However, it does not generate more commerce. La Crosse Center generates commerce for some businesses. They, I would submit to you, have to come up, those, they, the they's behind this, the Lacrosse Center Board, Lacrosse Center uh, Czar, Art Fahey, and uh, Explore Lacrosse, whoever, whatever the groups are, they've got to make some sort of argument that says, you know what, it's going to be good for you too. Because if all you're coming to me with is, we need to do this to be competitive so we can have bigger conventions, so we can be bigger and do more conventions. And there's some nebulous, you know, it's going to generate $12 million worth of economic activity every year. Mm, Okay. All right. What does that do for me paying for this? Tell me. I can make all sorts of guesses about how that might impact me positively. But I'm not the one trying to sell a $49 million project to the taxpayers of the city of La Crosse. 608-785-7914. 608-785-7914. We got, let's go to, uh, who's next? Number three, right? From Sundance, Wyoming. Is that right? Yep. I'm back at the honeymoon suite. Back at the honeymoon suite. Ho, ho, ho. honeymoon suite. Yeah. It was, it was nice uh, way out. So I thought I'd stop on the way back. All right. Oh, you're on your way back already? Oh yeah. I'm running out of money. Oh, I see. Okay. I hear my taxes are going up, so I better get home. Yes, you should get home, and uh, before you need to be, can you be back here before Thursday? Oh yeah, yeah, no, right. no problem. Like I told you, I don't run a restaurant or have a saloon downtown, so there's no way I can profit from this building they're going to build. Is it possible that you could start, you could open up a business and start running a saloon downtown? I'm retired, Mitch. I worked when okay. I was young. I don't want to work no more. Yeah, yeah. I, kinda... yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking. You know, if they would have taken that eight million, eighteen million dollars from the last parking ramp and put it towards this new center, that would have went a long ways. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, there's something something to that. That's that certainly. Do you is... think that parking ramp is full all the time to pay for itself? I, I'm really not sure of the status of the parking the parking ramp. I know it's it's pretty. They have a it's pretty fancy. It has these digital screens in there yeah. that tell you what to do. Yeah, I noticed that bottom floor hasn't got nothing in it except yeah. one building. Mm. 
And there's no helicopter pad like we were supposed to get. Yeah, I'm disappointed by that. Disappointed by that. And road report is Lacrosse Street and Third Street are probably the worst I've seen on my whole trip. Well, you missed the part when Mayor Tim Cabot was in here last hour. I know you probably didn't catch this, but Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot was in here last hour and uh, yeah. mentioned that he's got there's a deal very close with the DOT to fix that road. Okay. I'll hurry up and get home to see it. Yeah, well, I mean, it might be done before you get back. Okay. Thank you much, Mitch. <laughs> Enjoy your time. Hey, see, what, what size hat do you wear in case I want to buy you a Daniel Boone coonskin cap at Wall Drug? Wow. Yeah. I'm a solid large. That's to be large. like a, a, what's that, a six and a six and a quarter? Is that right? Six and six and a half, okay. whatever that is. I'll see, if, I'll see if they got a large. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, do that. Bye. Thanks. All right, I'll talk to you. Thanks so much for calling in. Number three, calling from the road in Sundance, Wyoming. He brings us gifts. Doesn't he typically bring us gifts? Yeah, like T-shirts and um, I feel like he brought like he bought like salsa or something one time, but I can't remember exactly. Dude, I still have there's I have a T-shirt. Um, I don't. It was like a Wyoming T-shirt. I think it was a T-shirt from somewhere in my own Wyoming. Yeah, like Route 66 yeah. T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. No, I pulled that out once in a while. Yeah. I wonder, he's, well, he talked about a coonskin hat. I don't know. I'm not sure I'd wear that. I don't know if I'd wear that. How's he listening to us? That I'm not sure about. It's not Facebook. But, I mean, can he go, he can go on the website and hit and listen, well, Is he right? back in the hotel room? Maybe he's, in the, he, maybe he's listening on the website. Yeah. He logged in somehow. Does number three know how to use a computer? His wife probably oh, she does logged for in. him. Yeah, she does some, some sort of. I mean, you say logged in, you just have to go to oh, yeah, wknews.com. Right. Yeah, not oh. Facebook, the the website. Oh right? yeah, go to the website. Yeah. Oh, it's true. It's yeah. I, oh yeah, I keep for no. That's it's so easy to do. Number three, he's a little surprising. That guy out there wandering around the country, bringing us gifts. Probably. I don't know. We'll see. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Yeah, that's one of the things Mayor Tim Cavett said. He, there is a, an impending, um, let's see, it's a deal that he said is not anywhere close to specific on this, but something about close or soon. I think those are the, as specific as he got on um, when there might be a deal with the DOT to fix Lacrosse Street. But apparently it's coming. Apparently that's around the corner. I mean, and around the corner might be around the corner two years from now, too. What would be really fantastic if the DOT got involved with, with redoing Lacrosse Street and Jackson Street at the same time? Because 2021 would be, that would be the best. Wow. That would be all kinds of fun. All right. Uh, let's go to Clyde, who's on the phone. Let's go there. Clyde, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. I was so looking forward to agreeing with the mayor for once because he's always so bold and innovative and always interested in moving forward. Because I kind of like that cantilever deal over the park. Uh-huh. And uh, my only exception to it is is that it it should be angled so it follows the uh, river rather than not kind of sticking out. Uh-huh. But I think it... I think it should follow the angle of the river. They should build it out a little bit longer on one side, and uh, and 
how, take it right over how, the you know the whole area. How excited would you be if you were a city of lacrosse property taxpayer and had to pay for it? Well, see, that's the problem, okay. and that is is that you mentioned that the lacrosse center doesn't make any money. I would think that I would suggest that they start making money and they pay for their own building. <laughs> but, you know, that's just me. That's just kind of, you know, kind of the thought that we have up here in the town of Onalaska. You should, you know, if you're going to do something, then it should pay for itself. But I don't know. But I think the mayor should rethink that. You know, it, I I like that idea I, okay. because it it's kind of a, it's kind of a uh, I can't think of the word right now, but okay. it, it symbolizes the bluff and the river. Okay. I think you know, right. yeah, I think that's what I see when I see it. it right. It's 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 a it's the bluff and the river, and all, all of a sudden the bluff, all of a sudden it got real close to the river. Super super nice uh, addition to the Lacrosse Center, especially when you don't have to pay for it. Big and bold. Yes, big and bold. Go big, go bold, right. and uh, ask for the lacrosse center to pay for its own building. That's <laughs> that's very simple math to me. I think uh, it seems pretty pretty clear. Like you should be able to. You're gonna you're going to expand the number of conventions, the scope of conventions, the type of things that show up there. You're gonna have all this ball additional ballroom space. You should think be able all to the cash flow enough tickets you can write. What's that? Think all the parking tickets they can write. Parking tickets. That all should be able to cash flow into a large uh, monthly uh, payment on uh, the money that you're borrowing uh, for the uh, for the center to fix it. Yeah, that, yeah, no, I I agree. Makes that perfect is exactly sense. right. It perfect sense. I, you know, I, I don't know what more I can add. No, I think it's perfect. I think I mean it, you pretty much summed it up. Uh, we do have a on uh, appreciate the call on the Better Hearing Center talk text line six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. A listener asked, what about a downtown added tax to help the cost of the lacrosse center? Um, a, a downtown added tax? Yes, we'll right. call it a Pratt tax or something or premier <laughs> resort <laughs> area. No, they don't, that doesn't exist. Call it something like that. So it sounds like one thing, but you're actually just playing for a pool and darts tournament. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that'd be one thing. Yeah, but that money would just go to the county, though, and they use it for expanded something. Well, that's that was the deal with the Pratt tax or the Pratt too, right? They could use it for what it was going to roads, or we, we swear, or whatever or we wanted whatever. to use it for. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. We're just going to use it somehow, something like that. Um, yeah, I don't think you can just create a tax. I don't. I mean, you could have, you can create a tax. Uh, under limited circumstances, but it's not, you can't just go willy nilly on that stuff. I feel like, I don't know what the legalities are on the room tax, though. I think that, and that's part of the discussion I think they're probably going to have. There are some significant, let's just say there's some significant differences when it comes to where the mayor is on this stuff and where uh, a lot of the city council is on the lacrosse center. Paying for it, where, how far it juts out in the park. You heard him on here. He doesn't. He doesn't want. He doesn't want taxpayers to put the bill for it. And he doesn't want it over the park, which is exactly the two things that are that some have said are inevitabilities. So we'll see. We'll see how he wields that mighty veto pen. I mean, if it passes. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Mark, let's go to Mark. 
Mark, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Well, why don't we just go to the east? We already own the parking ramp. Mm-hmm. You got buzzard billies. You could incorporate it or wrap around it, and we already own the property technically. So yeah. Uh, so over over the top of Second Street, um, utilize the parking ramp, and then add on to some space in that in that area. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you look at you cut a hole in that bank from where the lacrosse center is, the floor, mm-hmm. straight in across and put tunnels in and could still have the road going through. Well, I think what, and what Mayor Cabot said, and I think that this is something that um, will probably, I don't know if they're going to go all the way back to the drawing board. Mark, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. But, uh, you know, one of the things that he mentioned is that he was, he was okay with uh, the lacrosse center expansion going over, over Front Street. Not okay with it going into the park. So this one, this one's going to be fought over a little bit more. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Hey, it's Brewmaster Joe from Pearl Street Brewery. We're going on 20 years as a local small business thanks to your support. So we make sure the local bars and restaurants and their families get the support that they need. Join me for the 7th Annual Tour de Pearl. Spend your time and money where it counts the most, close to home. All stages have cool deals, so download the Pearl Street Brewery app and register for just 10 bucks, and you could win thousands of dollars in prizes from Island Outdoors, 95.7 The Rock, and Explore Lacrosse. We'll donate the proceeds to the Sprout for Kids Foundation. See you on the Tour de Pearl. I'm Andrew Dickinson. I work for Dickinson Family Funeral Home. I'm Brian Dickinson with Dickinson Family Funeral Homes. We have a younger brother who has served in the military. It kind of brought to light that those that who have served in the past and are serving now, that it's the entire families that are going through that that time. Through 60 years of serving family. Let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. This hour has been brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery and Lacrosse. Thanks to Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cavett stopping by. He does it every month. He'll be back next month. Uh, you have, I think, heard it here first that Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot is coming for Lacrosse Center. Eh, uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Thanks to my love to Anna. We'll talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom. At King Furniture and Holman, you can 